Hello and welcome back to Filler Up. I am Carson Bullard. Fucking obviously, there's nobody else in the frame. Um, I'm sorry that I haven't been posting very regularly the last few weeks. I I I I I kind of think I maybe kind of think I had a breakup. I don't know particularly how to define it. I'm not, I'm not one of those, I'm one of those dudes who always finds himself like accidentally coaxed into those situations, those like labelless situations anyway. Right. So I don't know. I don't know if it constitutes as a breakup. I know that it's put me in that weird, like breakup state of mind where I'm not like crying. Like I'm not just like hysterically sobbing in like parking lots or listening to sad music even, but I am, I'm in a weird, like melancholy, stoic state. I don't know. I kind of feel like I've adopted the mentality of the pillows on my bed. You know, I am just, I'm just sitting every now and then somebody will come by and fluff me with a bit of like absolutely trivial, unimportant conversation or some shit. And I'll, I'll re- I'll return the same shit, even though neither one of us want to talk to each other. And I'll just, I'll continue about like staring at trees or staring at my ceiling or just fucking laying, just laying, waiting to be fluffed like a motherfucking pillow does. I don't know. Sometimes you just need a week or two or three or multiple two or three week spans in my case. I I couldn't, I was fucking bored. I tried. I tried. I wrote a whole ass episode. I was like not visibly not fun to watch. It was... I don't know. I look gross. I look kind of like, you know, those madam, who is it? Like Toussaint? What is her? The wax museum girl, Madame Toussaint. God, I'm, I gotta look that up. That's annoying. I, I think it is too. I don't know. The, the wax museums, like the celebrity wax museums, the really realistic lifelike wax sculptures in Hollywood. I, f- I felt and looked like one of those, but like one of those that was in the very early stages of melting, like maybe left out in the sun for like two hours. Movers are moving in a bunch of wax figures and they just like, I don't know, they, maybe they confuse it for a person or some shit and they leave it on the sidewalk and they don't realize until like an arm has like just melted and like flopped off onto the ground. I don't know. But anyways, my bad. I'm here now. Very excited to fucking be here. I don't know. I miss doing this whenever I can't. I hate... I hate when I can't and I hate when I have to do a bunch at the same time. And that is an issue that I will try to manage maybe this summer when I don't have to deal with so many random ass tedious fucking classes. Okay. So, but thank you for being here. I, I don't know. Just thank you for being here. That's it. I've talked a little bit about my previous issues with bulimia. It's been kind of obvious. I'm, I'm the type where you can kind of see it. Like, especially in my older videos, like you could see that I kind of looked like a skeleton in all of the, like kind of like a wet skeleton. Like I had a salamandery consistency all around my face. It was just kind of, am I still recording? Okay. I'm, it was just kind of grotesque and I just, I just look gross. But one of the cool, I guess you could call it cool. It's not cool at all. One of the, one of the neat little side effects or one of the neat little attributes of bulimia is that you get like, you get the anorexia aspect. You'll like throw up sometimes and maybe you just won't eat sometimes, but you also 
easily get the binge side of shit too. It's like a double-sided coin. You are either eating everything or you are eating nothing. And I am coming off of a, a pretty fucking big eat everything phase. I think in January, I was like 130, like 125, 130. I was coming up from like my absolute low, which was close to 120. It was like, oh, I look so gross. I look so gross. But I was about 130. I think I ended it. I think I gained almost 30 pounds in too much because in two months, just because I, I don't know, I was trying to combat like the ex excess skinniness. And I don't know why I thought I wouldn't need temperance, like going back up, but I over divulged. And I've kind of, I've kind of righted the ship when I wrote this like when I wrote my little docket, I was, I was way more bloated. I think I'm down five pounds since then, which I've, I've been better. I feel a bit better. And I look like, I can't tell if my, my vision is not good enough from here, but I don't think my eye bags are as prominent in the recording. I hope not. Maybe the wrinkles are, I don't know. My hairline is still ass, but it's starting to come back. I went to a doctor to check up and I know for sure that like the hair loss is bulimia related right now. And knowing that it's related to like an outside source, it's not like genetic for me at all. And I should have known because apparently the mother's father's like the myth that you get your hair from your mother's father. Apparently that shit's true. And mine like still slicks this shit back at like... 70 something 70 something somewhere i don't know older than fucking 20 for goddamn sure what was i saying oh now that i know that it'll come back and it's kind of like a it's kind of a temporary issue i do it is kind of funny it is kind of funny i don't know i think it's funny that i thought i would be able to cheat the system and just cut a bunch of fat rapidly and then like all of a sudden like the hair just falls out and like skin gets greasy and you just I don't know. It was a lesson that had to be learned, but I, well, it didn't have to be learned. I think that's the thing that makes me feel so stupid is I did kind of, I did kind of know, like I was well aware there were side effects. Like it was kind of a, like I knew, I knew Throw, throwing up isn't a new fucking thing. I've seen gossip girl. I know how that bullshit works. Blair Waldorf is Blair Waldorf was one of my first fucking celebrity crushes. I'm a little, or not first. One of my first high school ones. She was, oh, I love mean girls like that. Mean, bossy, rich. I don't I don't even know if I like rich girls, but I like how mean they get sometimes. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know. I'm proud of myself because the bulimia-ish has gotten better. I don't throw up anymore at all sober. I don't really get the urge to. I've I've been better about controlling my shit. I have I've always been the type who I would very much eat until like a stomach a lot. Like not even eat until it gets full. Like eat until if I like the food, I'm just going to gorge until like I'm almost to the point of like throwing that shit up. I've just I've always overdone it. I like the way I feel when I stay on track because like I don't get as much food, but I feel so much cleaner eating like fucking vegetables and shit. And like I put protein powder in a coffee. Like how fucking adult is that? Vanilla protein powder. And well, I made it from a Keurig, so I guess not super adult. Because I do have K-Cups. Didn't even make my own coffee. It's like halfway adult. It's like 20. It's, I don't know. I don't, I don't fucking know. I'm also, I don't know if, and pro, ooh, that was an awful fucking segue. I jumped on the Hunger Games craze. 
when it dropped on Netflix because I don't know how big how big Hunger Games was when it first came out. Like I know the first movie and the second movie were fucking huge. I did see those. Okay. I, well, I saw a little bit of the second movie. I watched the entire first movie in theaters because that was just like that was a thing. Like Jennifer Lawrence was popping onto the scene. You had to fucking be there. It was a time everybody was watching that movie. That mo- first Hunger Games fucking rocked. Outside of like at, like bits and pieces of Catching Fire, I hadn't seen any of those last three movies at all never seen any of the Mockingjay ones so when they suddenly dropped on Netflix I had them I decided to have a marathon with or how did it happen so they dropped that shit on Netflix and I went over to my sister's house to pick up something I can't remember what I was picking up I think I left a sweatshirt over or or she picked me up something from home she went home for the weekend and took it back I don't know whatever but I came in and she was watching one of the movies and she was watching that Catching Fire movie and I made her start it over and then we watched all of them. And I gotta say, I did not realize what the fuck I was missing at all. Oh my gosh, it was so much more complex than I thought it was because I thought it was just like, I knew there were like political under and overtones, like they're overtly and like subliminal political, like there's a lot of political messaging in that movie. But it is so blatant and that is my type of shit. Like I love that type of like, I love revolutionary movies. I love that like dystopian revolutionary movies because I mean, honestly, like we're, we're all alive in 2023. We get it probably no matter where the fuck you live. Like you get it. Like you connect with that shit because shit is haywire right now and has been for my life two decades at least. I don't know. It's always fun to watch like make believe or not though. I don't know. It's fun to watch people like shoot presidents with arrows. Like that shit is sick. That is objectively sick. I don't even care if you like the president. For example, pro Biden, like you could be huge Biden supporter. I feel like you could acknowledge that it would be objectively cool if he just like, he was up getting a speech and then just somebody just stood up decked out in a full leather outlet with a in a full leather outfit with a bow and arrow and just right in the fucking right in between those goddamn eyes just got an arrow sticking out that motherfucker probably wouldn't notice he'd probably keep going with his speech honestly like i don't know i feel like it's a i don't know i, I like seeing that type of shit i like overturn i love overturn in film and in culture and just everywhere i love overturn i love I love people making shit better for themselves. And I know that it's not real, but I love the hope that it instills because there's some part of me, and I think just a part of humans in general, who will never be able to fully differentiate movies from reality. Partially because so much of our movies are based on like little truths in reality. The Hunger Games situation, like obviously 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 i don't know it's so nice to watch that oppressive albeit fictional tyrant or fucking government force or like any uh, troops squadrons or nazis if you're like watching indiana jones or some shit nazis are a really common one because people just don't fucking like nazis which fair i don't know it's fun watching those like big powerful groups who are just they become so flippant with the lives of the people that they see below beneath them that like it's fun watching them get not just taken out of power, but like removed, like 
no, you don't get to be here. I, I, I don't care what happened. I like, I don't care about anything else. Like you're a jackass, like be gone, be gone, be gone. President snow, be gone. President, whoever the other fucking what was it, coin was it coin. It was coin. It was coin. I don't know. Either of the tyrants, fuck them both. Fuck them both. Fuck them all. Fuck them all. Shout out to the Mockingjay. Uh, <laughs> the ending was so unsatisfying though. I don't know how you have that type of story. We have this insanely gritty heroine in Katniss, like borderline emotionless, except in instances where her life is being threatened. And then like Jennifer Lawrence does do a really good job of acting. I don't mean like emotionless, like Jennifer Lawrence just doesn't play it well. Like she does an incredible job of shifting between either calm or reserve to just like absolute breakdown or just screaming, just angry or just pissed. I don't know. She does angst very well. She portrays angst very well. And Katniss isn't annoying with angst because it's entirely reasonable. Angst fits when you're in that sort of setting. Like she's in like this poor ass district where they can't even, they can't even make money doing legal shit. They have to sell all their shit on the black market or, and just like give each other shit that they need to survive. Cause they just, they can't afford it with their mining wages, which I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah, I feel like you earn angst if you're in that type of situation where you're just, you're treated like shit, you're given less than you need. It's wage slavery. It's just, it's just normal old ass wage slavery. And I feel like you earn angst as a slave of any proportion, you know, I feel like that's fair. Now, speaking of shows though, I am a new girl watcher. I watched the first, I watched all the way through like full run through for the first time when I think I was a freshman in college and that was during a pandemic period. So like that, like the fact that that show just fucking rocks in general and has such likable characters. And then on top of that, like you're thrust into a period of like intense social isolation. Like everybody's like wearing masks when they go outside, people aren't really interacting outside. Like, like maybe like frat parties probably still fucking happen, but I wasn't, I wasn't into that shit. Anyways, I have been rewatching New Girl recently. Haven't seen it in, I think, two or three years. And I was feeling kind of reminiscent, kind of nostalgic. And it came up and I'm like, ah, I could use like a comfort background show. And I started rewatching it and I can't even use it as a background show because like I'm just I'm just fully rewatching. Like I'm in I'm fully enamored by that shit. I don't want to. Like, I don't want to do other things. I can't stop and study or like stop and edit or even like write like my, po I can't write podcast dockets or like I can barely do graphic design sometimes, but I just, I can't look away. Like, I love it. It's such a comfort show. It's so like genuinely funny. There's some bits that I don't understand why the fuck they lean so heavily into. They do this thing with Nick all the time where he just and they started doing this in like the second or third season where he doesn't understand like basic ass shit. And he just kind of, I, I don't understand that type of, I don't know. I don't think that type of moron humor is funny. I don't think like being fully inept, like, like grown man who can't like fucking do his laundry. I don't think that type of bit is nearly as funny as like the, the back and forth shit or like the little insults or like, I don't know. I just like watching them get pissed. They're really good at acting when they get pissed. All of them are so funny. Anyways, I'm not critiquing new girl. I fucking love that shit. That was just a little one off. They're removing, they're removing new girl from Netflix. They're removing new girl from Netflix in as of the time that I'm recording this, 
and I need to hurry the fuck up because I'm in season six of my rewatch and I have to get through before August. I have six days. I have six days to watch a full season of New Girl and finish off. And I'm so, one, I'm annoyed that I feel like I have homework. I have New Girl fucking homework because it's getting removed. Like, I don't want to pay money to get another subscription service. I may do it anyway, depending on what New Girl goes to, because it's such a good ass show. And if it goes to the, like, if it goes to the streaming service, like if it goes to like a Paramount Plus, I may just, I may just switch. Like I may just drop my Hulu subscription and switch over there. But I I don't know. I'm pissed that I even have to make that choice though. And I'm pissed that I have to watch, I think I have 30 episodes to watch if I want to finish it before it just gets removed forever. If I want to watch the entire series, I just, I, <sighs> adding Hunger Games was one. I do appreciate that from you, Netflix, removing new girl more than cancels that out though. You are, you were doing so good. You were doing so fucking good with Hunger Games. You were on my good side fully. Yay, Netflix. I watched three Netflix movies in the span of a fucking week. You had me. You drew me in. Every now and then, I was also watching that fucking New Girl TV show on the side. You had me enamored, Netflix. You were my top streaming service outside of maybe HBO Max recently because I've been getting into succession again, but that's another episode. You just, you fucked it. You fucked it. You fucked it. And I know you didn't have a choice. Like, I know it's probably getting taken for some other networks, one off streaming service. So I guess it's not fair to say you fucked it, Netflix, but you should have bid harder or just bought it. Cause man, ah, oh, I'm going to miss that shit. I'm going to miss that show so bad. I'm glad that I decided to rewatch it though. Cause I had no idea it was getting removed from Netflix and knowing that now and knowing that I, I didn't time it quite perfectly, but I timed it really fucking well to get another rewatch through before it got removed from Netflix. And I, I am grateful for that. I, I feel like I like it the more the second time around because I feel like my humor is definitely, I don't know. I don't know if my humor is better than it was when I was 18. Certainly different though. It, it hits, but I don't know. I like, I like those cozy, like warm, like obviously loving TV shows too. And new girl gets, I don't think it starts out as super loving. I think it started out as like, like they wanted to make Schmidt the douchebag before they wanted to make him like this, um, this wife, crazy lover boy, dude, who's also like obsessed with like cleaning and like, I don't know, just just very feminine in general. Like they wanted to make him a douchebag first and they wanted to Winston's a weird case because Winston kind of sucked almost the entire series and then comes into his own, like the last three seasons. Cause they just made him, I think he was normal ish season one, season two through four. They made him like an obnoxious dipshit who couldn't understand like any basic things. And I don't know if that was like, I don't know if they were trying to like code him as autistic and just did like a really poor job because I mean, he's just, he's just annoying. Like he's not, but I, I don't know what the fuck they were trying to do. They made, they did the same thing with fucking Nick, as I talked about where they made him just absolutely stupid as fuck. But as the show goes on, it grows into one of those shows where they focus less and less on like 
accentuating like the negatives and they just focus on the relationships of these people and how much they loved and appreciated each other and how much they were willing to do for each other there are so many relationships like fucking ah like jess and Cece, fucking love each other incredible friendship nick and schmidt incredible fucking friendship even nick and jess and like nick and um Cece and like schmidt and Winston, all of them, they're just, they're good to each other. They're good to each other. They treat each other well. They're funny as fuck. The chemistry was just good. And I'm really, I'm glad I came back to it. I'm glad I got to, I'm glad I got to sit with it again because I feel like I definitely, I feel like I definitely savored it more this time, even if I had to watch it in a, you know, timeless manner. Thank you, Netflix, bitch. In unrelated TV avenues, I... God, my segues are fucking trash. Anyways, during spring break, I spent my spring break in a tiny home. One bedroom, like one like living room, combined like living room, kitchen area. That's like, I think it was 12 feet long in total for both of those. One bathroom, one shower. Mm. Stayed there with um one or two other people depending on the it depends on the night but there was always one or two other people there i kind of love that tiny home shit i don't know if it's the specific cutesy outdoorsy vibe of because it was a cabin in the woods in a secluded little area in um i i don't need to say where the fuck it was actually you don't need to know that secluded little tiny home in the woods the parking was fucking horrendous first of all i thought it was going to be a lot worse than it was because like i drive a camry okay the person i went with the person who was there with me for most of the weekend also drives a camry right both of our camrys have some weird like cosmetic damage shit where we have parts of our car that like hang down and scrape the road if we drive over low-hanging road okay our parking situation we were parked down we have to park downhill. So it's like, I don't even know how to explain. I'm going to have Carson. Okay. So there's, it's like you come in, you turn in, you go downhill at like a rate of this, like genuinely this on a car that's already low hanging. And then the home is like right here, like on this road, because this road leads to more houses. Home is right here on the side. And then there's a very small little parking area where you can fit, you can comfortably fit not even two cars, okay? And then we had to pull up and back, and we had to pull up and back out of this fucking hill. And every time that we did, we could hear our, we could hear like the rocks of the little road that we were driving on, like catching on the bottom of our car. And we could hear our car like, and like scraping, just like, I don't even, I don't know how to explain the noise. I'll try to look something up. I don't know why I was trying to do my own fucking sound effects, but it was, it was horrendous. Parking was horrendous. Kind of damaged my car a little bit. Pulled the, I have that, like the front end of my car, that stuff directly below it. I don't know what you call it. It's meant to keep rocks and shit from bouncing up into your engine. That's the part that keeps catching. Like I have that, I have a rip in that from, I don't know, maybe I hit a curb or something a year ago. It's been there for a while. Regardless, parking situation was horrible. And when a parking situation is horrible, I usually assume the worst. It's just hard for me when you get that rough first impression and you 
pull up to a place and immediately you start having problems. Your expectations are low as fuck. Okay. You're not expecting anything good. I walk in the home. Oh, by the way, the home that has a porch and a fucking hot tub and like a little fire place outside. Like it was so, it was so cute. It was so cute. It had such great natural lighting because there were windows everywhere in this little log cabin. I get in, it's like a beautiful shade of light brown. There's a huge TV on there. We had an Xbox hooked up. It was, it was lovely. It was lovely to just sit and watch movies and play shit and just do absolutely nothing in this beautiful ass home in a secluded forest. It was, it was incredible. And I, I've kind of bought into some of the tiny home propaganda. I, I don't, I kind of want one. I need a better parking situation. I, the parking situation, that downhill slope straight out of fucking hell. That was horrible. Throw the whole driveway away, lift up the house and move it. Okay. The home itself though. And I was a huge fan of the porch and hot tub, but just the home alone. It's so quaint. It was so quaint and being in the woods and like just being able to go outside and listen to the wind rustling or listen to the rain in the trees because it rained super heavy one of the first nights and I just got to I got to go outside onto the porch and just listen to the sound of rain hitting rocks and twigs in the forest just in mid-March with absolutely nothing to do and I I kind of want it I kind of want it. I kind of want it. I, I don't think I'd be able to live with other people in a tiny home. Like, I think it would be, I think it would definitely suck heavy ass if I were in a situation where I had to live with other people for a prolonged, for a prolonged period of time in a tiny home. Except maybe, I don't know. I feel like a girlfriend situation could work in a tiny home, but don't have to worry about it. So I don't know. I think it'd be great for myself. It's so fucking comfortable it's so comfortable just delightful environment delightful home incredibly easy to clean up which is so underrated so underrated like we had the entire place cleaned by woke up at like nine because we thought we were gonna have to get up early to clean out like the airbnb place we were in the entire thing like trashes were taken out floors were cleaned bags were packed everything by 10 it was so quick so efficient just so it felt fucking like primal living in those little log cabins. Something about it feels so natural, feels archaic in a really fucking beautiful way. I love it. I love it. I love it. Might do it in the future. Tiny home enthusiast, heavy, heavy, tiny home enthusiast from now on. That is my shit. God, I, when I recorded the second of the second one of this episode, I did I think the second one was the one where I did a bunch of research trying to go into propaganda, which like that was a little too, that was a little too ranty. And that was, that was just, that was a byproduct of me taking my ADHD medicine for the first time in the week. So I don't know if that was interesting. I hope it was. If it wasn't my bad, honestly, I don't, I feel like it wasn't incoherent whatsoever. It definitely, I probably could have done better. I definitely could have done worse, but I probably could have done better. But part of the reason why I didn't do better is that is the only part of the episode that I planned on the second one. I didn't plan any of the other topics that I got into. And I feel like I accidentally stumbled and roamed into a nice little, into the territory of some interesting ideas, right? But I couldn't, 
I couldn't go full throttle and I couldn't recall everything that I had thought about maybe mentioning before the episode. I don't, it was just, it was too much to take care of. And I, I planned the first one. Don't know why the fuck I didn't plan the second one. I don't know why I thought I wouldn't need to plan anything. I planned this one and it's so much fucking smoother. So I've been recording for only half an hour. I think I'm going to be able to use most of the shit that I'm taking or I'm, I'm going to be able to use most of my talking points, most of my footage, most of my audio, everything. I'm not going to have to edit out a bunch. And I just, I have a sheet of paper where I can just, I can just, I can just stop and I can just, I don't know why I showed you that. I don't want you to see the docket. I can just stop. If I lose my train of thought, I just stop, look at a little fucking line. I immediately just pick it up instantly. It's so much easier, and I feel like a dipshit for even trying the second way. Because the second episode of Filler Up is the only episode, only podcast episode I've ever recorded, 280 Filler Up regardless, in which I didn't make a docket, a preparation docket in advance. I think you can clearly fucking tell. I think it's abhorrently obvious, and I don't know what the fuck I was thinking, but I'm so glad that I'm back on my bullshit because oh, it's so much easier. It makes it so much more peaceful. I just get to sit down and I get to, I don't know. I feel like this is, this is what I'm going to do until therapy is cheap. <laughs> this is it. This is where I'm going to think. This is where I'm going to do like my actual thinking. And this is where I'm going to hear my own ideas and decide whether or not I sound like a dipshit or whether or not I thought that thought things have thought out a subject properly you know this is this is what i'm going to use to do that planning makes that shit a lot easier i don't know if you can tell i ran out of shit on my docket and this is the part where i start to get rambly and i have no idea where the fuck i'm talking about so that's yeah yeah fuck yeah I don't know. I just need to prepare. I'm probably going to prepare even more in the future. I don't know how long I want these episodes to go because I can't tell how long people want podcast episodes to be because I look at my analytics heavily, even though I don't have a ton of analytics because I don't have a ton of views, but like I check the shorts analytics and like TikTok analytics, Instagram analytics, even Linktree analytics, obviously YouTube analytics because that's my, that's my main view source. What was I saying? Obviously, all of my 280 episodes are between two and three hours. Or I think like two hours and like, yeah, two and three hours, two and three hours. And my filler up episodes are one is less than an hour. One is like an hour and 15 minutes. That one performed objectively worse than the first one. Although not by much. Because like my clickbait was way better on the second one. Because it actually fit what I talked about. I was... I was so shameless in my clickbait of the first episode and I, that's my bad. That's on me. That's on me. That was, that was, that was shitty. That was shitty. I got so much engagement, but it was so shitty. And I had, I had fucked up deep dislikes at the start before I changed the video. So I know that, I don't know. I feel like I'm going to hit a sweet spot in that 30 to 50 minute range at some point. I've been toying with the idea of because of the way that I prepare these episodes, I essentially just list out topics and then like little bullet point. I will list out a topic, list out little related bullet points. I'll go until I can't think of anything that I want to say. I'll write a little line to separate them, start one line lower, 
do an entirely another topic. I feel like I could do a bunch of little videos and just edit them better. And I don't know if that's, I don't know if I want to transition filler up from a podcast to just me making videos on literally whatever I want. I haven't decided. I might, I might do both. Like mini-sodes? When I worked at Chili's during the spring of, I think, 2022. Yes, 2022. I used to listen to a lot of podcasts in bulk. Like, I used to scroll back to podcasts that were well-established and relatively popular. And I would scroll back two years. I'd scroll back to, like, 2020, listen to, like, pandemic stuff. Like, as I'm coming out of a pandemic. And just listening to them, like, I don't know. There's something really neat about listening to people, like, talk about, like emerging cultural events and like um trends in whatever a more just a more it's oh my god it's weird to talk, hear people talking about cultural trends that have already passed but they're talking about them in a present manner and something about that made me feel so cozy but one of the podcasts that i went back to was like it's two middle-aged women like georgia and Karen, Georgia and Karen on a podcast, like a murder podcast. It's called like my favorite murder. And it's, it's pretty simplistic. Like they essentially have a team or they, they do some research or they have a team assemble some research from like Wikipedia, like murder documentaries, whatever. And they essentially just go through the history. They're basically murder journalists. You y'all know what fucking true crime shit. They have little minisodes where they would just like read out little fan shit and like read out little stories and anecdotes related to crime or even even just like feel good shit, just interesting, whatever, whatever. They would do that. And I don't think I'm going to read fan shit because I don't have fans and I just, I kind of want to make it myself regardless. But I love, I, I don't know, I kind of love the minisode idea. So I don't know. Stay tuned. Also, I um I am going to be dropping another episode of the 280 probably sometime in the next two weeks. I'm working on recording it right now. I've had so many... Uh, college is just fucking stressful, man. And college is so much more stressful when you are trying to edit one to two hour episodes of like video podcasts regularly. And I've fallen behind. I haven't been as good as I should have. But like there was just... There needed to be a 280 break regardless because I don't know. I don't know. I also needed to come to terms with like the, those early 280 episodes are the first times that like I'm releasing videos or I'm editing audio and releasing it out. Those are the first podcasts that I episodes that I release. Those are the first instant instances in which I had to stare at myself for like 10 hours nitpicking exactly how I look like zooming in and out on my face, trying to make a joke out of myself almost. And I just, I had to, I had to get used to seeing myself. I had to get used to perceiving myself before I jumped back into that. Cause it was, I don't know. It was weird. I recorded all of them in bulk. I had every single 280 episode recorded by like early December of 2022. And then I, I was editing them all throughout January and February, plus my two little filler up episodes and the little clips that I've been making, which thank you for the support on those. Those have been performing pretty well. I think part of it is because I do use 
like hashtags and like try hard shit. But I mean, still, I got like 2000 views and that feels like a lot when like literally nobody watches your shit. I don't know. It takes time to do all that shit. And it takes a lot of time, especially when you just, when you're a fucking amateur and I'm a fucking amateur, like I'm a decent video editor. I'm still learning basic shit. There's a lot of shit I don't know how to do. As far as audio engineering, I like, I know some stuff. I basically just use a lot of basic shit. The lighting in my room, like you can tell that like I'm using a fucking desk. You can tell that I have a desk lamp right there to light up my face just in an apartment. You can, I kind of like my, I kind of like my apartment setup though. I do feel like the vibe is kind of cool. I'm thinking about getting rid of the desk though. And just like, I don't know, exposing my legs. I feel like something about it. I feel like just sitting with exposed legs makes everything you say so much more interesting and just, I don't know. That's such a power move. Maybe pantsless too. Maybe like full on like Winnie the Pooh nuts out on my nuts out like resting on the front of my chair as I record the episode and I just I just don't bring it up I'll throw a sock over like my actual like just for like nudity reasons I don't know does YouTube would YouTube claim my video or is it would YouTube remove my video for like exclusively nutsack pictures like does that is that crossing the line because I know they allow ass kind of like they allow you to show your ass if you have even like a thong, which thongs are almost the thongs are basically just like ass out. So I'm curious, like, is the nutsack on ass level? Is it the dick that's like the censored part, or is it like a combination? Because you know how, like, with boobs, for example, boobs won't get you won't get your video removed from YouTube. Boobs aren't like a no go. In fact, it's really good clickbait. Like the videos that you see with like using girls with like big boobs as clickbait, they always get a ton of views from like 12 to 14 year olds. That shit works on YouTube. The actual part of the actual inappropriate part of the boob is like the nipple. So I'm curious are like, are the nuts like the nipple of the penis? Is it like that sort of situation? Or do you think like maybe like a well, like a single nut would a single nut be fine? just out like hanging out of like the side of shorts, but I have the other one like tucked away. Would I, I, what the fuck am I, I'm going to end this episode. <laughs> I'm going to end this episode because like, what the fuck? Um, thank you. Thank you so much for watching. Like, if you like the video, if you dislike the video, my bad. <laughs> um, subscribe if you want to. Turn on bells if you fucking want to. I can't make you subscribe. Yeah, I mean, you know how fucking YouTube works. If you're interested, I'm going to be posting more. Subscribe. I'd love to have you. Thank you for the support on what I have put out so far. Um, for those of you interested, or for those of you who have friends who like don't watch YouTube or don't watch any video shit, or just I don't know, feel like sharing a feel like sharing a small creators podcast with some friends or some shit. That'd be pretty neat. Um, but if on the off chance you do tell people about it, this podcast is available on like Spotify, fucking Apple, literally everything. YouTube, obviously Spotify also has video, which I am doing ass numbers on Spotify. I think I get like, I think I'm down to like 20 listens per episode because all of them flock to YouTube, but I don't know. I think I can live with that. But regardless, Thank you for joining me on this episode of Filler Up. Um, Y'all can fuck off now. Bye.